Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. Is sliced bread a burner account for Lane Lane Kiffin? With SI's Pat Forty. I will let Will Ferrell punch me in the face for the podcast. <laughs> yes. Here's Pat and Dan. I welcome the pod, and I guess that gives away. <laughs> You're not speaking in Mandarin or Chinese or anything, so. I am not. Not only am I not in Chinese isolation, I'm not even in China. Unbelievable. I know. I know. Twist, turn, plot twist. Uh, this was not one of those gimmicks to get you to watch and listen. <laughs> I was going, but then I did not go. Uh, it was deemed, uh, I won't give away our company secrets, uh, but, our, you know, a high-level discussion. Uh, we, cha- we had a change of plan. A lot All easier. I know, go ahead. Every ongoing saga we have had ended this week. Ended on the same day. I, they all ended on the same day. Caleb Williams picked a school. Jim Harbaugh stayed in college, and Dan Wetzel did not go into Chinese isolation. We lost and it all. And, and, I mean, I, I would have to test so positive for COVID for them to get me now because <laughs> they would have to come all the, <laughs> come all the uh, way to Michigan and find yeah. you. Yeah. The logistics and the uh, limitations and uh, there's a lot of reasons not to go to that Olympics. <laughs> uh, plus, I didn't want to go. It wasn't, wasn't like I was begging to go. So, uh you got, you're stuck with me for the whole month, and there's no threat of me going into isolation unless my family puts me in no. it just because they were hoping I would leave for weeks and they would not Way to torpedo me. literally a month's worth of, of I'm content. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I will say this. We're making a, a sort of a list of reasons I should go to China and reasons I should not go to China. And, you know, dealt with everything from from the COVID to the, the coverage ability to, to everything, right? Everything goes into it. And uh, the at the end of the list, the only reason to go was pod humor. <laughs> it was literally, it was like 15 reasons not to go and one to go. The pod is always pod the number humor. one reason to do something. Well, pod humor be. and I've done the last nine. So why not 10? That was really, that was it. Now, and we determined why did it matter if like the fact that I went to Turin, Italy in 2006 has nothing to do with good. I should go to this. So, yeah, that was but. it. Truly, pod humor should guide your every action. Pod humor almost won out. <laughs> so much show you how to backpack because of I'll pod write humor. some jokes. I'm going to work on some stand up. I'll work some jokes in. <laughs> I'll do what I can for you guys. But uh, yeah, not getting uh, not getting ISO'd. So anyway, I think we got the most out of that joke anyway. Plus, there's too much college football going on. 
Well, that we're not we're not exactly hurting for topics. That's no, for sure. All right, we're the Jimbo Fisher thing alone could have been an emergency <laughs> pod. <laughs> One of the all time greatest press conference. Uh, it's just epic. We're going to get to that. Yeah, we will start with this. Harbaugh back. Harbaugh not going to the Vikings. Yeah, I didn't get offered the job. I don't. I don't know what happened, but he's back. Michigan is happy he's back. It's not like one of those deals where some guy's like, I'm going to go t- see if I can go date this supermodel, but when she turned me down, I go back to my wife. All good. He's expected to get a nice contract. It, it was, I, I give Jim Harbaugh credit for this. He did not play it for a contract. He did not hide it. He told recruits about it. He told recruits' parents about it. He told everybody about it. There was no... Uh, he's always done things like no other college coach, and I mean, it was crazy. Uh, there was a, you know, he was just out there saying, yeah, I'm going to go take a look. I want to be a Super Bowl winning coach. I'm interested in this. Uh, deal with it. And uh, there was no, you know, sneaking out of, of home visits. There was none of that. So at the end of the day, he's back. Uh, he's 61 and 24. He's got the Big Ten title. He's got the playoff berth. I think the question will be, do recruits look at him and say he's going to leave? Does it matter at a place like Michigan? And and to me, this is this next six months is about securing the commitment of Dante Moore, the five star, absolute terrific football player at Detroit King High School. If he can get Dante Moore and push forward, Michigan is going to be in really good shape. It's just going they they can't miss on a local five star quarterback, and that has to be job one right now for for Jim Harbaugh uh, to get a kid that that quite honestly is a is kind of a natural lean for Michigan to go to Michigan and not Michigan State or Notre Dame, or Georgia, or Alabama, or everyone else who's trying to get in on them. So I think, you you know, I think the way Harbaugh handled it, you can actually, you could move forward from this. I agree. And that, you know what, I, I, I see, I, I look at that and say, is it really impossible for coaches to be honest with people when they are pursuing other jobs? Is that, we've created an entire industry of deception and secrecy, and I wonder whether it really has to be that way. To function. I I don't think so, but I just think that that's become the way we just got used to doing things. And that's why there are search firms that exist to do back-channel negotiations. That's why agents uh, are as important as they are. But the amount of lying that goes on uh, in coaching searches from the coach and from the school is, to me, excessive. I've always thought it was almost borderline comical. I do, and I brought this up on the pod before, to go back to 1989, when Kentucky basketball was replacing Eddie Sutton and they talked to Lute Olson and everyone knew they talked to Lute Olson and he turned them down. And then they talked to PJ Carlissimo and they brought PJ Carlissimo to campus and he turned them down. And then they brought Rick Pitino to campus and they got him as their coach. And it was great. I mean, it, it all played out in public. And since then, I mean, nobody can do anything publicly anymore. I don't fully understand why. So I think Harbaugh handling this in an upfront fashion I, I don't anticipate this being some long-term thing. I'm sure some people will try to use it against him in recruiting, maybe successfully, but I'd be surprised, really, you know, if he's, ah, he's, he's going to the NFL. Because with kids these days, I mean, okay, you, you I want to go to Michigan. I'm going to go to Michigan. If Harbaugh leaves, I'll leave, and you can go play somewhere else immediately. Right, right. So it's not like you're handcuffed anymore. So this, I, was, I uh, this was an incredible quote here. This was in the Detroit News. Angelique Shingelis, who's a uh, does longtime Michigan beat writer at does uh, great job at the news, does a great job. 
and uh, she called the Will Will Johnson is a top ten player in the country in class of 2022, five star safety. He is already enrolled at Michigan, right? Huge huge recruit for for Michigan, which you know only gets one or two five stars a year. I calls his dad. Deanna Johnson, who's uh, played at uh, uh, at Michigan, former player at Michigan. Uh, might have even been a Harbaugh teammate. I don't know. Maybe not. I think he's probably younger than that. Calls him up and says, hey, what do you think of this Harbaugh stuff? And, and she called a bunch of recruits. And they're all like, yeah, he told me. Yeah, he said he might be interested. And he says, he told William he was definitely looking. It's Deion Johnson, Will's dad. And if the opportunity came up, he's probably going to take it. Told him he felt the team was going to be good. They're going to win a ball, bunch of ball games, a lot of ball games, and they're going to do a lot of good things. But he wants to chase the Super Bowl. It's one of the things on his list is to be a Super Bowl winning coach. Just straight up. Yeah. And the Johnsons were like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I mean, like, yeah, if they offer me, I'm going to take it. Much like you, Will Johnson, I'd like to go to the NFL. <laughs> and so, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know that this will... A lot of times when you do this, it, it can get used to get you. I don't know. It'll be interesting. One yeah. thing I really like about Harbaugh returning is he's not skating out on Coach Third Base without getting <laughs> right. a yes. without exactly. Coach Third Base getting a shot. Yeah, right. You know what? Yes, right. he will go into the horseshoe against Coach Third Base <laughs> next year. Yes. So right, uh, he, can we he can't win one of Third Base. I don't think we call the what was the horseshoe Third Base. I don't know. Yeah, like, the horseshoe I mean, Third Base now. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Ryan Day, uh, it's probably unfair criticism, but who cares? This is this is the rivalry, right? Yeah. Um, Ryan Day gets called like you win one of what? Six. One, one of six, five. Right? He's one and <laughs> six, right? Seven He's games of, or no, no. They no, didn't one play didn't the one play. Year, so one and yeah, five. they all had yeah, COVID yeah. that week. Uh, one and five. And then you drop that bomb on Ryan Day and then bail. <laughs> and then skate. Yeah. <laughs> kind of right. shady. Yeah. Harbaugh will have to answer for his comments, which is all we ever want in great yeah. rivalries. Um, Absolutely. And I, well, I, when he said it, I was sitting in in that press conference when when Jim Harbaugh said that line. And I just obviously me uh, loving a good fight <laughs> and anger and tumult was just so excited. And then the idea of him going to the Vikings is going to be like, oh, man. Yeah, right. You know, yes. um, like, you know, he'd get like banned from like Ohio State Pro Day or something like that. Like there would be there would be some retribution, but not as good as this. I'm glad we're going to get that. They're going to get their shot at him. And uh, we'll, we will see where, where that goes. But Look, moving on, I, I don't know. Harbaugh yeah. back. It would have been a really interesting coaching search, whether they would have gone inside with Gaddis or Mike Hart or whether they would have gone – and tried to get Luke Fickle or Matt Campbell or P.J. Fleck or Mark Stoops or whatever. But having Jim Harbaugh still in college football is good for college football. He is an interesting character. He's a successful coach. He sparks strong feeling one way or the other. So it's it's a win for college football for sure. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. He's got a lot of work. Uh, he's got a lot of work to do. Like I said, it, it's they need to. Be a little better in recruiting. They do a good job, but can he get this? You know, he talked about eating Ohio State as a, a new beginning. Can they can they upgrade a little bit? And like I said, right. uh, I know the focus in 2023 is on Arch Manning as as it's going to be real interesting. But Dante Moore is a big recruit in this class. Yeah, that can change a lot of fortunes. Uh, yeah, and then the state of Michigan's got another kid from Belleville High School, Bryce Underwood, who's a freshman led led his team to the state championship as a freshman. Uh, as a great quarterback, like, uh, you know, and I mean, these are both easy drives. Now there's a lot of history in Belleville and Harbaugh, but got a few years to clear that up. Maybe. Um, yeah. But I mean, 
like there's no doubt they've got work to do. I mean, they still they they need to become more explosive on offense. Uh and they also they've just got to get physically tougher. That was the one thing that was shocking I thought about the Orange Bowl was this was a team that built itself as hard, tough, smash mouth Jim Harbaugh football and then they got punked at the line of scrimmage. Uh, the, the number of clips of Georgia players like destroying Michigan players was startling. So if you want to beat the SEC, they've still got to get tougher and stronger as well. 100%. All right, the final final uh, part of our uh, three-way uh, ongoing sagas. Caleb Williams is uh, at USC. So basically, I stayed home. Harbaugh stayed home. Caleb Williams kind of stayed home because we've been thinking he's been going to USC for a month. So there was a bunch of nothing. Yeah. Bunch of nothing. Yeah. We all stayed home. <laughs> exactly. No one's Everybody, in quarantine. No one's in isolation. Left. Nobody went anywhere they weren't supposed to go. Right. Uh, Caleb Williams releases a video of, of at, at USC. They're pretty funny. I mean, like Snoop Dogg's in it, Dr. Dre, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> when Ricky Bobby's uh, getting brought up around USC circles, you know, mid 2000s, that's when they were rolling. I'm feeling yep. I'm feeling it's back. They're, <laughs> Very they're back. Good. Very good vibes for the Trojans. Yeah. Very good vibes to have uh, Will Ferrell in the video. Remember when he went to the swim meet in the Speedos or there was like a team? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and I got a Will Ferrell story for you. Do you? Good. He wanted to fight me. Oh. He, he announced publicly that he wanted to fight me. Oh, um, I'm yeah. rooting for him. When uh, a lot of when, I do, too. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people do, <laughs> frankly. So, it, but you know, this drew a little more attention. Yeah. Now, when when you when USC got hammered on probation because of the stories Charles Robinson was doing for Yahoo Sports, I wrote a column, you know, savaging USC. Uh, and Dan Patrick had Will Ferrell, the USC fan and alum, I believe, <laughs> uh, on his radio show, and he asked him. He said, "Dan, do you know Pat Forty?" He's like, "Well, yeah." Yeah, I've had him on the show. We said, I want to fight him. Can you arrange for me to fight him? So, but we, it never happened. We never had the cage match. It, I need the to fight dig promoters, up that clip. Yeah, the, the, the fight promoters fell down on the job. It would have been fantastic. It yeah. would have. We could even stage so, it at the front yard of where they had stepbrothers and have you guys like take each other on with <laughs> two by fours like they did. Will Farrell coming after you. Yeah. I mean, he's been a NASCAR ball. driver, professional skater. I mean, yeah. He's been a lot of sports movies, right? They had yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Blades of Glory or whatever. He got that, got that jog, he jogged in old school. Uh, he was he, jogging. He fought a grizzly bear in <laughs> semi-pro. Like, yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I think I, I, love, I got Will Farrell. If I plus did get in the ring with him, and I am still willing. I, no. I mean, I, I would just, I think I would just start by saying, we watch Elf every Christmas, Will. We love you. You can't fight Will Ferrell. You can't fight Will. You just give up. Um, the, I'll give you my Will Ferrell story on that. So those Yahoo stories about uh, about USC, that one of the people involved, like the would-be sports agent marketing guy, was named Michael Michaels. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That was his oh, name, yeah. right? So right. in Blades of Glory, yes. the skating movie where he did, he and uh, he played, I think he played, yeah, he played the he role. Played, His role yes. was Chaz Michael Michaels. Remember, it was two <laughs> dudes as the skaters, the skating pair. <laughs> he named the character Chaz Michael Michaels in honor, <laughs> in of, honor of, of the Bush's would-be marketing guy that like gave Reggie Bush's parents. <laughs> Fantastic. 
Uh, fantastic. Yeah. That is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, wow, it decimated our program. But <laughs> what a name. I think I'm going to make my my male skater. in front of it. It's even better. Chaz, Chaz Michael, Michael Michaels. Michaels. I mean, that is a really beautiful f- skater name. I hope very yeah, funny. I hope somebody tries to pull off the Iron Lotus in, in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. Uh, I need to watch that movie. That's going to get me fired up for the figure skating. That I no longer have to watch in person. <laughs> I'm not the international figure skating fans. They're really going to miss my coverage. Skate. Going to have to miss my coverage of the. <laughs> I'll still be writing about it. Chaz Michael Michaels. All right, well, we got too much. We're off the rails. Uh, yeah. Caleb Williams. Caleb 19, Williams. 1,192 yards, 21 touchdowns, four picks in 10 games last year for the Sooners. Uh, he follows uh, Lincoln Riley to Oklahoma. Just an <laughs> unbelievable. If you had sat there and said all these guys are going to USC in the final minutes of that game against Oklahoma State, like you just wouldn't believe <laughs> it. Oklahoma will be fine. How good can USC be now next year? Non-conference schedule, Rice, Fresno, Notre Dame. The big conference games are uh, at U- Utah and, of course, the Crosstown uh, at UCLA. So there's no Oregon. I mean, yeah. no one's – how good can these guys get, like, quickly? I mean, you know, I, I did our pre our way-too-early top 25 and put them in the top 15, and people were freaking out. Like, you know, and I'm it may be an overranking, but, like you said, the schedule is feasible, uh, and they're just going to be immediately better. Uh, they are. Now, they they still have, I think they have a long way to go on the offensive line and defense across the board, but particularly both lines have got to get better. So it's not like I don't see them going from four and eight to national championship contender, but could they contend to win the Pac-12 South? Yeah. And could they pl- possibly play in a Pac-12 championship game right away? Yeah. So, uh, you know, they, they smashed the transfer portal like nobody else so far and they're still not done i talked to lincoln riley i was out there last week you know he said that they will probably be busy in the portal till august you know after spring practice there will be more movement and then throughout the summer and into fall camps and he they said they have 35 roster spots that's a ton a ton that they're working with they signed a small class but the portal they bring in 13 guys uh by far the number one portal class since we now have those things Travis Dye, the running back coming in from Oregon, is a huge get. Uh, Mario Williams is coming in at receiver from Oklahoma, where he was very good as a freshman. Uh, they've got some other skill guys coming in. They got um, Jerry Rice's son transferring in from Colorado, who can play. So they, they, there's a lot going on there, and just the the level of excitement when I was on campus was tangible, uh, palpable, and everybody. You could tell everybody in the program knew Caleb Williams was coming. They just couldn't really say it, you know. So you're walking around. Everybody's kind of got that cat ate the canary grin. You're like, yeah, well, we're expecting it any time now, or you know, we're we're hoping to hear news anytime. But it was happening, and uh, with that, that topped it off. And that just they they take a ton of momentum out recruiting, and they're, they're like the 2023 recruiting. They are already. Very hot there. I think they've got three five stars uh, already signed, or not signed, but committed. So they, they are rolling right now. Including Malachi Nelson, such a great quarterback, yeah. too. You know, the most important position, you're set for like five years, yeah. potentially. If you don't, you know, uh, you know, Matt, there'll be a one-year overlap, I guess, or four years. There'll be a one-year overlap, but as long as, long as that's the case, um, USC obviously should always have great quarterbacks. I think that the key... So this is going to be 
much. They have a ton of skilled players. Skilled players are going to line up to play for Lincoln Riley. They always did. It's it's they have to get tough in the in the trenches. Yes. In the next few years, if they're going, they can win the Pac-12. But as you just said earlier, when Michigan's getting pushed around, it's just a whole different beast. You know, Michigan had two. They have two top ten draft picks on their defensive line, and they. You know, like in this, and this is Michigan, like they have these guys and they can't, it's, you know, can rally that. But yeah, incredible momentum. I would not be surprised if the opener is sold out at the Coliseum. Um, You get back to that, you know, the Coliseum is one of the greatest places to watch a football game, college football game. It really is Mm -hmm. when it's full. If it is not full. Yeah. It is one of the worst places <laughs> to watch a college football game. It, it, like, the nickname was for those days was the Mausoleum, not the Coliseum. You know, and yeah. <laughs> there were there were times it's, it has been like a mausoleum, but when it's full, it is rocking. Woo! It's great. It's rocking. It's downtown LA practically. It is just. It's in a neighborhood. It's 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 terrific. It is ever. It's really really good. The sun's going down. It's a perfect night. I mean, you watch a game there and you're like, this is awesome, but. It, it, it some the, stadiums can survive. Are, yeah. Yeah. Some stadiums can survive at like 80% capacity. It's too, it's, it's built what thirties. It was built for like the 32 Olympics or something. They're having a NASCAR race Olympics. in there. Absolutely. Yeah. It is yeah. so big. It is huge. Yes. Yeah. It's not like one of these stadiums where like, remember Ohio stadium was like this. They had the track around it and they take the track out and lowered the field to get more seats and make it in it. It's yeah, there's no hedges. It's not one of those deals where or Oklahoma States were literally like some of the stands are in the end zone, like yeah. field of play. You got to run through the brick wall. <laughs> yeah, they're having a NASCAR race inside the stadium. That's how big this thing is. So you need all the people there. Yeah. But if you get all the people there and when L.A. gets popping behind behind USC now, it's a little different. You got, you got the Rams or you got the Rams and you got the Raiders and you got the Charger. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but. Yep. It, for a while there, it was LA's only pro team uh, in more ways than one. And uh, <laughs> and it was awesome. Like, it yeah. was awesome. I, you I, go When they got it rolling, you sit there and you go to USC and it's one of those places where you go, why in the world wouldn't every recruit sign here? I'm telling you. I was, at, I was out there in January, the dead of winter. It was 72 and sunny every day for a week. I mean, and it is a, it's a great school. It's a nice campus and everything. All the other amenities are there and your uniforms are great. Now your coach is really good. Everything. I mean, it. you want to talk about football sex appeal. Yes. But I will say too, the, in terms of energy, uh, I've, I've mentioned before the, the game they played against Cal when Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback, Ralph Russo, who has been to a lot of football games in a lot of places for the Associated Press. Uh, I was talking to him about that game. We both covered that game. He said it was the loudest stadium he's ever been in. So when the Coliseum rocks, it really rocks. Wow. Like to a high level. Yeah. I've been down that field at LSU and yeah, Ooh, I don't know. But yeah, it's it yeah, rocks. I'm not sure and I'd go there. I remember it, talking to Pete Carroll. He had it rolling. And I said, it was something about like the challenges of recruiting. And he goes, there's not any challenges. He's like, I was a grad. I was a assistant coach at the University of Pacific. That was a challenge. You call people up and you go, you want to play? What's that? Are you on the Pacific? Actually, no, we're in Stockton, California. We're not even anywhere near the Pacific. <laughs> he had this whole bit on it. It was very funny. I'm yeah. sure it was a, a, a dinner speech that he had given many times, but it was right. quite funny. He's like, I'm at USC, man. I call them up. First off, I got like 18 guys I drive around here and get. 
I call a bunch of kids, best player in Jersey. Hey, interested in USC? No. Okay, next guy. I call the next best guy in this state. I just like, this is easy. Yeah, you want to fly out to LA? Yeah, they get out here. Boom. Drive yep. around Beverly Hills. Show them campus. You know, like either in or you're out. We're getting, yeah. we're getting guys. If they can get that back, that's one of the things. It's like USC is not a program that should ever tolerate just treading water. Right. It's just, it's got too much going for it. Yeah. There's, yeah. And if you are a kid in LA, we talked about this with Miami, why Miami is such an incredible recruiting advantage. And we are already seeing it on this recruiting class. We'll get to signing day. If you are a kid in LA or San Diego and you want to play local, you want to play in an area where your parents and your friends can come see you. You want to play in the area you grew up, which is the number one reason kids sign at a school, local talent. You have two choices, UCLA or USC. That's it. When you are in Atlanta and you want to choose and play in a place where your kid, your parents can come drive and see you, you can play at Georgia, play at Georgia Tech, play at Clemson, play at South Carolina, play at Tennessee, play at Auburn, play at Alabama. You could probably even go to Florida State or something like that. Sure. Absolutely. Right? You have a yep. million choices. You don't you do not if you are a kid in Orange County or you're a kid in L and you know, in LA or even San Diego where like Reggie Bush grew up. And, and that's the deal in Miami. If you want to play local, one choice, Miami. Yep. Otherwise, yep. you're driving five hours just to get to Florida. Right. And then it's another, and every Florida State and everything else is a plane ride. Huge advantage for those schools because of the ice. You don't get that in Dallas. You don't get that in Houston. You don't get in any. L.A., they should get, they should get those kids in L.A. And the way Absolutely. Chip Kelly's recruiting, it's not like he's out there signing 25 kids from L.A. So, right. gold mine. Right. Yeah. No, and I, I mean, I will say that the, the, the eternal pretty goodness of UCLA has always mystified me because they could do everything USC could do. And they're actually the, the campus is nicer and in a better neighborhood and all that sort of thing. But I think the Rose Bowl hurts them. Like, uh, you know, yeah, but I don't know. It's but no, there's no excuse. You know, <clears throat> it's a hike to get to the Rose Bowl and they rarely have atmosphere there. But I I I would like they're to see them have good teams and see if they could get out. Uh, yeah, they get atmosphere if you're good. They'll always yeah. come if you're good. All right, did we say enough nice things about USC that Will Farrell no longer wants to fight you? I think we should. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Will, if you're uh, listening, let bygones be bygones. You guys, we'll shoot, you know. We'll shoot his, his publicist a link to this, and we'll see if he still wants to fight. <laughs> I'll, I'll show up. Really? I'll, yeah, we're like. Good publicity for the pub. Absolutely. Pat Forty, Will Ferrell, celebrity I will let boxing Will match. Will Ferrell punch me in the face for the podcast? <laughs> yes, that is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, I'll try to punch him in the face too, but you know, I like wow. you, man, but you're crazy. <laughs> Shake and bake. All right. All right. What were you going to say? Oh, just uh, the the one thing I did want to bring up about Lincoln Riley and the momentum there. When I, I did the story on him, it's up on Sports Illustrated this week. Uh, the one thing that I was told that kind of answers the question that, that he deflected or outright oh, right. denied before is that Oklahoma's big gambit to go to the SEC has worked against Oklahoma. It worked against him. Lincoln Riley, I was told by somebody who knows that uh, he the, the, the SEC move was not, quote, was, quote, not enticing or popular uh, with Lincoln Riley. So, you know, maybe there are other reasons he wanted to leave. He does know how to surf. The guy from Mule Shoe does know how to surf. But I, and people now, everybody like, well, it's because he's scared. He's scared of SEC competition. No, he's smart because he knows you can go win 
at a high level at USC and recruit the hell out of the place without having to get your brains beaten in by playing Alabama and Georgia and Texas A&M and their number one of all time recruiting class and Florida when they get back up and running and Auburn and Tennessee and everybody else in that league. So uh, I, I thought that that was it was good insight. That And it answered a question that I think had been out there. It's like, you know, why would Lincoln Riley take that job? Well, there was a couple of good reasons. And one of, the, one of the big ones was Oklahoma made a decision, puts Oklahoma's prowess in jeopardy, certainly takes a lot of their advantage, built-in advantage in the Big 12 away. So, uh, you know, they again, it's one of those things, hooray, we're going to make more money. Well, does that mean your team's going to be good? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you, it cost you a coach who's pretty successful. He basically traded in the Big 12 for the Big 12. He's just, it's the Pac 12's a one, two game schedule now. And he's, he made a bunch of playoffs with OU. And now he's got even better recruiting grounds to do it. It's a no brainer. Yeah. The, he, he does. He has the same advantages that he had at Oklahoma, if not more mm-hmm. at USC. But to, to give Brent Venables a little credit, it, that, that was impressive to keep that class together. No, they're, Brent they're, Venables, yeah, has come in and done a very good job. So he's doing okay. staff and, and, and recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and, and, and I think he will do really well. And, it, and I think Oklahoma fans have to exhale and look at this class and some of the kids they've got even uh, committed in uh, 2023 feel pretty good about it. And, and having a defensive-minded coach and uh, some of the different things that, that – you know, you say, okay, we're going to be all right. We're going to be Oklahoma. But that said, Oklahoma had the eighth best recruiting class in the country. Uh, it's significantly down. There's there's four really good classes. Texas A&M is ridiculous. Bama, Georgia, Ohio State. And then yeah. there's a drop in that talent, the talent gap. So you can be, you know, you, know, you, you can, Notre Dame, Notre Dame has the seventh best recruiting class. It's pretty good. They got 16, four stars. They have zero five stars. Right, zero. Like right. there's six or yeah. seven. There's about five or six Texas A&M recruits that are rated higher than anyone at Notre Dame. Right. If you match up and you play a game where one team gets the first six picks at playground, yeah. And yeah. you go, well, my guys aren't bad. Well, they're better, right? Yeah. So that's what you're challenging. Oklahoma's behind Notre Dame. So the the problem is Texas A&M, Alabama, Georgia, one, two, three. Texas, who you're going to play anyway, is fifth. Now mm-hmm. you're in Oklahoma, but then there's nobody in the Big Twelve for a long time. You know, and and instead you got Tennessee, Kentucky. I mean, you're looking at this. The top 20 recruiting classes have Auburn at 18, Missouri at 17, Mississippi State at 16, LSU 14, Kentucky 13, Tennessee 12. So that's six. And then you've got four, three more ahead. So that's nine. Nine of the top 20 are SEC. And then if you throw Texas and Oklahoma in the mix, and presumably these kids will be playing in the SEC, yeah, 11 of the top 20 recruiting classes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Top 18 Absolutely recruiting ridiculous. classes. 11 of the yeah. top 18. You expand it to 30, you got Ole Miss, Arkansas, South Carolina, right. and Florida in there. Right. Yeah, which is basically everyone except Vandy. Everyone, right? everyone but Vandy is recruiting really well, and you're going to have to play harder games. There's more harder games. The yeah. whole bit. It is. It, we've said all along, careful what you wish for. Yep. These schools that switch leagues, who's had great success? Not right. Nebraska. Utah. No. Utah. Utah. Utah's at TCU. Yeah, which was a straight upgrade. That was a right. no-brainer going from the Mountain West to the Pac-12. Well, but, but they've been able to, to lift to that. It was a no-brainer for TCU. Right. But is TCU winning more games than they used to? No. And TCU's had, had a great coach and had a oh, lot yeah. of really good players. But you're not, you know, you're not going 11-1, and 12-0. and 0. 
Right. Um, it's hard. You're moving up. The advantage you think you have are, are gone. Cincinnati and these places are going to have to do better, you know, in, in their move. Utah's the only one. So, so be careful what you wish for. It's going to be exciting, but you are in the mix. I mean, look, people were bagging all over LSU yesterday for their, for their recruiting uh, or on Wednesday, right? It's Brian Kelly's doing these dances and it's not, uh, you know, he doesn't even get the player and, and you don't do this. He flipped a five-star uh, Harold Perkins, a linebacker to LSU from AM. That's higher than anyone he got it at um at Notre, Notre Dame. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He had two five stars. He, this is his first year. He got a nice group. Yeah. Their average talent rating of his 15 players is higher than Notre Dame's 22. It's higher than than Oklahoma's. Yeah. He got a nice group and everyone's bagging all over him. Yeah. They'll be fine. He'll be fine, but that's how tough this is. Yes. Like it, yes. 14th isn't good enough for LSU. They need next year and they'll be top four. Right. Right. And that's yeah. the stakes you're at. It's just because in their division, they're sitting there playing Alabama and AM every year and they're looking and going, holy crap. Right. AM signed five top 30 players. Bama signed four. Georgia signed five. That's yeah. half the top 30. Three, yeah. two, three schools. And yeah, they got no, the top player from Sweden I saw in some graphic they tweeted out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Going international there, Jim. They, they hit the big uh, Stockholm market. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And Texas, you know, Texas's class is fifth. It doesn't even count Quinn Ewers. Like, where right. are they if they have Quinn Ewers? Are they fourth? Probably. Maybe. Quinn Ewers I mean, plus a, a whole bunch of linemen. A whole bunch of all best offensive line class. Like, it right. is just, it is on. It's going to be great for us, but yeah. it is. And so if you're Oklahoma, it'll be hard. Yeah. yeah, buckle up. I think, you know, they've got the coach to do that, but it is challenge. Same with, with Texas. Texas fans are a little salty right now because AM's getting all the attention. Right. Oh, yeah. Texas no, had I a pretty think... nice little day. They got a pretty nice group. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it I got to listen to these clowns over there at 12th man hollering. Let's get to the let's get to the Aggie, the head Aggie. Let's get to, get to sliced bread, man. Can we just play that tape, Sully, so everyone is this is a little long, but I mean, this is, in my opinion, one of the five or six best coaching. <laughs> I'd have to think about it, but one of the greatest press conferences I've ever heard. Tremendous. Especially consider it was on the late National Signing Day. So the backstory is, you know, everyone listening to this has heard the rumor. Oh, they, Texas has spent $30 million on their, on their recruiting class. And Jimbo Fisher, who earlier this Winter said on the Paul Feinbaum show, we've had NIL forever. It was just illegal. We didn't tell anyone about it, which I thought was a great cut. Now is taking umbrage at anyone suggesting that A&M, the kids went to A&M for money when it's legal. I, I thought that we'd be past this. Like, this is like, did the, did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go, we signed Tom Brady, but it wasn't just because the money we could pay him. He just really like, <laughs> no, you get a free just agent. Culture, you celebrate. Culture. Yeah. Yep. It's the culture. It's Has not, anybody we're not been pay- down the golf courses down here in Tampa? I'm offended. <laughs> yeah. anybody, anybody, anybody been to our beige, flat, boring campus in College Station and not fallen in love with it? Yeah. Limestone. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, <laughs> good I, no, it was tremendous. I, I, I said that the, the denial habits die hard. Like, it really does. If, if, you, if you spent your entire career saying, Nobody came here because we paid them. You're still saying that, even though it's now legal to pay them. Yeah, what, what's the problem? All right, play, play the tape. I want to listen to Do it. you kind of consider it a slap in the face or whatever when there's these thoughts out there that Very. it's because a lot of money is being spent and just your thoughts. Here's what I'm going to say, and this is point blank. This is point blank. to the Because I, here, here's, here's my problem. 
There is no $30 million fund. There is no $5 million. There is no $10 million. This is garbage, okay? And it does. It pisses me off that people, and here it comes from a site called Bro Bible by a guy named Slice Bread, and everybody <laughs> runs with it. So it's written on the Internet. It's gospel. How irresponsible is that? You got, I'm going to tell you, some of that, there's some very reputable writers in college football and sports that wrote it and that said it and have done things. That's unbelievable to me. There's some, I, when I first heard it, I laughed. I said, oh, yeah, what a clown. I mean, somebody, I didn't even think anything of it because I don't have social media. And it kept building, and lately right. I've heard more about it. To me, it's insulting to the players that we recruited that that's why they would come here. You ever been to a game here? here we you go. ever come to school here and see the education? You ever talk about the 12th man, the Aggie Network, when you're mm-hmm. done? There ain't a better university in this country. And it's insulting to what you <laughs> say. A better university. And, all these, and we got writers who, who have said it and done it off sliced bread. A guy named Sly who made it up. <laughs> Love to see who sliced bread is and put it out there with sliced bread. Let me find out where it comes from. And then to have coaches in our league and across this league to say it, clown acts. All right? Irresponsible as hell. Multiple coaches in our league. And the guy's griping about NIL, griping about transfer portal, using it the most and bragging about it the most. That's lame. That's the ironic yep. part. You want character? I'll, trust, I'll take it with any of y'all. It's a joke. It does piss me off. The other thing, when you look at, at yeah. you know, vice look president, at, I get another pause. vice president of Notre Dame. If you, when, it's like when you're, when you're, when your parents get to that one. And the other thing, now you know you're really dead. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, God. Oh, oh, no. He's keep, he's still going. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Put, put the glasses on and the other thing. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's a <laughs> And the other move. thing. Oh, geez. <laughs> when you look at, at, at vice president, I get another one. Vice president of Notre Dame. Supposed to be a reputable university, right? That's a heck of a person leading a reputable university. Reputable. I'd be real proud if I hired that guy. Reputable. Read it off sliced bread. But it, it, they say it because it's written on the Internet. What are, we worry about the kids and social media and Internet. How about grown-ups? How about the guys that are supposed to be setting an example? How about writers who are supposed to be writing the right thing? How about coaches who are supposed to be doing the right thing? And I'll tell you what, I know how some of those guys recruit too. Go dig into that. Ooh, yeah, that's. I know the history. I know the tradition. I know, and I know things. Trust me, you don't want to go down there. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, I do. I do it's want to go down And it's irresponsible. All right, all right, I know. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, whoo. Yeah. Jimbo, buddy. <laughs> Exhale. We didn't write it. I wrote a glowing column about Texas A&M yeah. and, 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 them, and Jimbo maximizing the program finally. No sliced bread here. <laughs> all right. So, Sully, explain the backstory of sliced bread because I got confused somewhere. Is this Is this like... Pumpernickel? Is this like wheat? Is, is <laughs> Sourdough? Like, yeah, what kind of bread are we talking about? There's a lot to know here. So Bro Bible does not have anybody <laughs> named Sliced Bread working for them. This is actually a, a poster. They aggregated an OU poster on what looks like to be 24-7's website. Um, okay. And it said, and he's got like a, he, he might even be a game, Gamecock fan, actually. He's got like a, a it's a little like, Gamecock holding a football and it says um, the number I've heard is between 25 and 30 million. That was as first signing day. We're nowhere near prepared to dish out that kind of money. AM's donors were extremely coordinated, yada, yada, yada. So that's where the number came from. And, and Bro Bible, the website, aggregated it and, and, and everybody is- went crazy. Beautiful modern journalism, bro Bible, whatever that may be, aggregating a poster who goes by sliced bread. I always say, you guys hate the media. Y'all hate the media. 
Social media is a lot worse, man. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We do have some standards. Like, we do. Oh, uh, we're supposed to. But yeah, sliced bread. I don't know that he doesn't know. I'm not just going to dis- dismiss him because his name's okay, sliced bread. Okay, so he is an OU no, Mr. Bread may know what he's talking about. I, I Mr. Bread <laughs> or Mrs. Bread. Or Mrs. Bread. Yes. I don't think, yeah, I don't think we can put pronouns on sliced bread. We should. So, right. or, yeah, let's bread. not do that. Yeah. Miss mm-hmm. bread, they, them, whatever. I don't, I'm not here to judge sliced bread. <laughs> I'm not here to put sliced bread in, in anything, whatever sliced bread. I got. But yes, uh, he's got a, he's got a good point. Um, the 30 million was ridiculous. Uh, you know, you would have a $120 million or maybe a hundred plus payroll. Yeah. College be... football team. That'd be pretty extraordinary. I don't know if we'd ever get to that. Uh, I will, I will rule nothing out. All right. So let's start. Uh, let's just, let's just take a moment to toast the absurdity of a national championship winning coach talking about <laughs> sliced bread. <laughs> sliced whoever sliced bread is, sliced bread is sitting around, yeah, grinning, laughing hysterically. I would hope so. Holy yes. crap, I threw <laughs> that up on the internet and Jimbo Fisher attacked me. <laughs> on national signing day. On national signing day. <laughs> I mean, that that's college football, baby. Yes. <laughs> Slice bread is the new Sir Yacht who predicted that the Big Ten was coming back every day. Yes. Yes. Sir Yacht. I love it. <laughs> Slice bread can you could turn this into a business. You Tailgate could. with sliced bread, sliced Absolutely. bread appearances. Yeah. You, you could you could have the most expensive sliced bread in America and say, yeah, that's there's big money in from open sliced a, bread. You could you could open a bakery. Sliced yes. bread. Sliced yes. bread approves this local bakery in Norman. Uh, sliced yes. bread gives Sooners an IL deal. <laughs> Absolutely there we go. fantastic. I, I just love a, it. just a moment to appreciate the absurdity of this sport. <laughs> sliced bread. First, again, it's like the Lakers. You did not have the Lakers come out and get upset at the idea that they signed LeBron James and we're going to pay him, let alone did they say some guy named Slice Bread, like a bitter Knicks fan. <laughs> like, what is going on? All right, moving on. Full attack on Lane. The Lane train yeah, is no oh, yeah. longer. He's now feuding with uh, LSU and AM. He's made fun of Brian Kelly for dancing. Yep. He's now in a full-on feud with Jimbo Fisher. Uh, he tries to get in a fight with with Nick Saban, who just ignores him. He did. He did <laughs> right. beat both of them. So there could it he could be a little salty. Both. I love it. Lane knows what's up. Yeah. I mean, he fought with with uh, Urban Meyer. I mean, this is his thing. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. We love it. This yeah. is this is his thing. Jimbo uh, <laughs> talking about it. I don't even know the integrity, all of that. In this leg. Pronounces league as leg. Leg. <laughs> I mean, let me say this. He's like, the coaches should be better. Basically, what he's saying is you should be better as a coach than to take the word of sliced bread. Does anyone think Lane Kiffin really is better than that? I don't. <laughs> Absolutely not. Lane Kiffin, I, I am fully He might convinced. be sliced bread for all Lane, we know. Lane Kiffin does four things. Eat, sleep, coach, and surf Troll. the media. Surf social media. Yeah. I mean, that's what he does. He's all over the place. So. Is sliced bread a burner account for, for Lane, Lane Kiffin? Kiffin? <laughs> <laughs> no, you size. Fair question. I love that. Fair question. I, I let's see if we can get somebody you know in the state, great state of Mississippi, to answer that question. Until sliced bread reveals he or herself, 
Lane you don't Kiffin know that. is the number one suspect. Because he'd be very smooth, very just dis- Lane's good with the trick plays and going with the OU oh, yeah. part and go- doing oh, yeah. it out of Oklahoma. Posting on an OU board with a South Carolina little like logo. Right. Yeah. That would be that's a Lane Kiffin cover the tracks move. Lane probably has a burner account for every school in the SEC. <laughs> you know? Why is Jimbo Fisher not on social media? <laughs> He's like, I don't go on social media. And I was like, everyone says, I don't, I don't. I don't yeah. read. I don't read what they say. All oh, right. But yeah. let me just tell you, yeah. uh, in the 43rd paragraph of this <laughs> bro Bible. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> okay. The I, uh, most I didn't appreciate it. coach that. line of all. I didn't read it, but I heard I about it. Someone showed it to me. Yeah, I heard about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was John Calipari when he was in Memphis. He was feuding with the paper at one point. He goes, my favorite part of the day is backing out of the driveway so I can run over the <laughs> Right. The, uh, oh, yeah. what was the what's the paper there called? The yeah, commercial the, the appeal. Commercial yeah. appeal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back yeah. over the commercial. He recycled that line at Kentucky too with the Herald. Yeah, Bengals. I probably did. Yeah. yeah. This is a good one. Good one. Uh and you're like, hey, at least you're subscribing. We're getting uh 33 cents a day out of you. So also Notre Dame, reputable school pat, is it? Jimbo well, says it's reputable. Fact, I think it's pretty reputable. Um <laughs> again, if you if you go to Dan Wetzel's favorite metric, the US uh News World Report college rankings. Yes, U.S. Uh, Notre Dame is significantly more reputable than, say, Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Reputable. I like that. Yeah. What a classic. Reputable. 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 Yep. A few people have gone there. Seems like they do achieve an education. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, reputable. Not the greatest university in the world, according to Jimbo no. or whatever the language is. Uh, Texas that's A&M, A&M is Reputable. the greatest university in the world. Yep. This, should, um, this should come as shocking news to Harvard, Princeton, Stanford, Yale. But they need to now catch up to AM. <laughs> Gig'em. Gig em. Gig em. Oh, I mean, right. look, good enough for me. I wasn't getting into any of the reputable schools. <laughs> I wasn't much more in line with AM, but like, um, I mean, AM, they, they gave the world uh, Dude Perfect. That's, I mean, that's something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Johnny Football. Johnny, Johnny Manziel Johnny went there. What, yeah. uh, speaking of young scholars. Yeah. Who no doubt were intrigued to go there because of the educational opportunities. Twelfth man, uh, I say this about the Aggies. He's right about that. Those Aggies, man, they take, they love their, they do not turn their back on their old players. No, they will. I'm sure the Twelfth Man Network is is legit, real, and I'm sure a great thing for a lot of athletes who have gone through that school. So we'll give Jimbo points for that one. I'm sure Johnny hasn't paid for a round of golf. So and he <laughs> no, plays a lot no. of golf. Johnny won the Heisman video. and beat Alabama, baby. That's He's on scholarship for life. Yeah, he is. He is set on the on that. Yeah, there ain't a better school or university in this country. Probably we don't want to use the word "ain't" in that sentence. <laughs> and I'm somebody who uh, has known. We got writers who said and done it off of sliced bread. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he went there. Um, all right, so like, I mean. What 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 Mississippi game? Which coach wants to kill Lane Kiffin more, Jimbo or Brian Kelly? Oh, I think Jimbo now. Yeah, <clears throat> for Jimbo to fire back for three solid minutes, including strafing Lane for being a hypocrite, which he is. There's no doubt about that. Lane, you know, bemoaning the transfer portal and then mining the hell out of the transfer portal and using NIL certainly to get people like Jackson Dart. Yes, so I think as is usually the case. Most people want to kill Lane. 
Brian Kelly is the new neighbor that started mowing at 7 a.m. He just got to the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he's too new. He's, he kind of he kind of pissed you off. You, you just need to go talk to him once. Lane Kiffin is the guy that's been throwing parties for like years yeah. down your block, keeping you up. So Right. He's got like a rusted Camaro out front <laughs> yeah. that he's just changing. the. He's going to get a new drive shaft one of these days. That baby's going to purr. <laughs> Lane, we don't have the funding resources at some schools with the NIL deals. It's like dealing in salary cap. He says uh, some schools can pay five to ten times more. I joked I didn't know if Texas A&M incurred a luxury tax with how much they are getting paid for their signing class. <laughs> that was from Lane Kiffin? Yeah. Very good that? line. He actually Very said that. <laughs> <clears throat> Very good line. I, this is just hysterical. A&M and Mississippi, who combined for like 33 major NCAA violation cases. <laughs> this is all from Ross Dellinger. Uh, <laughs> apparently are arguing over who paid more when paying the players is legal. Right. Again, denial dies hard. It's hard to get wrap your arms around <clears throat> publicly acknowledging, yeah, we, we won this kid because we paid more. But that's what's happening. I, I, the... the you, you are, I guess, cheapening your own virtue and your own work ethic. You know, it's like, oh, no, we just outworked them for the kids. That's, you know, which was always what they said, but they were always getting paid. We just didn't know. And now we do. I mean, I've had SEC administrators tell me the three schools that are positioned to do the best in NIL are Texas, USC, and Texas A&M, that they've got the boosters and they've got the commitment and they're ready to go hard in that area. But it's whoever wants, wants to get to organized, though. Yeah. But if you get organized. Yeah. They can't. I, I guess you can pay everybody that money, but kids are still going to want to get on the field. And you can still pay right. a lot no, of money. Yeah. You can still. There's no way that Texas A&M has more money to pay all 25 recruits than Mississippi can have for one player. Right. No. I, I mean, like, it doesn't work that way. Like, get your no. guys organized and pay it up. You know, they, 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 they did this. With facilities. Right. Exactly. They did this it, with facilities. And so instead of building unnecessary locker rooms with like space stations in them, <laughs> the kids get the money directly. Yes. So And they could go build a house for their parents. It's better. Right. Yes. It's far better. They tear down far these football facilities. Oh, we got a, we got a $53 million this. Not, you know, like what? Mm -hmm. For what purpose? I would say the New England Patriots have one locker room and they have a field in back. And they have a bubble that they yeah. occasionally play in. Otherwise, that's it. It's the New England freaking Patriots. Right. I think yeah. they know how to play football. Yeah. No, you 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 can't win the facility race at that level. You, you've been able to win the facility race at the college level before. But now, yeah, this is, this is a your better Urban use Meyer of money. Was trying to win it, and look what happened to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Meyer came and thought, we got to have a better facility. It's like, well, no, oh. you don't. No. Like, have you been to the other NFL facilities? Like, no. Your players. Put your money into the players. Uh, and obviously, there's a salary cap. I don't know. I mean, look, I'm just, uh, whatever. Like, th there's always been cheating. There's always been overspending at certain places. They're just, we don't need, I I'm just a lot happier if players are getting the money than waterfalls, whoever builds a mini golf course or a waterfall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that, uh, speaking of cheating, though, as as Jimbo, that this was is also one of my favorite coach speak things is Jimbo alluding to what's gone on and 
I got stories. I know. I, you know, I got information here. Right, we right, don't right. want to go down there. Yes, we do Never. want to go down there. Fill that tea. But this is every coach in America is. Oh yeah, I can tell you. You know, I'm not going to tell you. Why not? Tell well, us. Well, then half the time they tell you, and it's like a the guard. You'd be like, all right, they be like, so just I'll just this is just Coach X. You know, state the state. It's like the Dr Pepper guy schools, right? State yep. says uh, text cheating, right? And yep. you go, all right. Well, what what are they doing? Well, I'll tell you. We had we had uh, Johnny Smith lined up, and at the last minute, he switched tech. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, well, maybe what what? what ex- well, I just yeah. know something happened. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. okay, thanks thanks for the tip, Coach. Right. You ought to you ought to get on that. Like, yeah, what are you right. doing? The FBI. Why don't you write like, about what? that? Because you didn't give us any information, any <laughs> real information lie. we can actually use. If I go over to tech, they're going to say you did it. Yeah. Like you know, well, all I know is his mom. Mom was driving a new car. Well, his mom's mm-hmm. a nurse down the. <laughs> she's allowed right. to buy a car. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you get, where did they get the car? This? How much did the car cost? Who got? You know, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, you, you you get that over and over and over, and, and hopefully we're actually past that to a degree now with NIL. But the number of coaches I've had with vague, unsubstantiated cheating claims could just you, you could you could fill an entire book with them. Right. I mean, it's it's not like well, all right, like they were living in a trailer. And the trailer got pulled away, and then they built a a, a four thousand square foot five bedroom <laughs> Right? I mean, yeah. something happened here. That's just not how it happens. Like you know. So yeah, it's all it's all it's just oh my god. Anyway, Jimbo, you won. You won. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. You won signing day. You don't have to wage war against sliced. Literally bread. just locked up the greatest recruiting class according to some services ever. Like, yeah. and you're ranting for three and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I always said, like, this is the other thing. Like, you want every recruit in America to hear that Texas A&M might pay $30 million to a recruiting class because when you do call, yeah. they're going to take that call. <laughs> yes, they are. They're going to be like, what? Oh, that guy? That it, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about your campus. I don't know where it is. I don't know what an A&M is. <laughs> yeah. But I heard that guy's got 30 mil. Yeah, it's, it's beige. It's call me right it's now. in the I middle of nowhere. Board. Oh, but you're paying a lot of money? Okay. I'll talk I, to the you. Best, this is the best publicity you could get is people thinking you're overpaying. Now, may, I don't know. Maybe it hurts you later when you're like, dude, we're going to get you like 50 grand. They're like, yeah, what, well, what's the other 29.5 million or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> that might but be like, it. The, the, yes, they are being there. Now being everyone's like, where's my yeah. million? Right. Yeah. That could be a problem. That's probably what he's chapped about. Yeah, you got yeah. what five or six five stars, and four of them are saying, "Wait a minute, did they, did they all go to that?" Maybe guy that's or? Lane. Is that Lane's trick? It's gonna uh, be like, look, if you're a top recruit at A and M, you should be asking for five million. <laughs> I mean, we only got two hundred fifty here, but but yeah. right, right. But I think you should try. You should ask Jimbo for five ten million dollars to sign there because they got that kind of money. Yeah. But if I he's only not got giving it to you. Then they're prior to they, they don't, they don't care about you. you but yeah. you should come over to the sip. Ah, I think I finally cracked the code here. <laughs> or Lane's just mouthing off because he thinks it's funny. I don't. That's how I would recruit against AM right now. They yeah. don't really like you unless Jimbo himself is writing a personal check. Yeah, that's one way to get him. I heard that defensive lineman from Tennessee. He got two million. <laughs> Talk to Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre recruiting day story of the year. The Campbell Campbells, the Campbell Camels. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ended up with a top 80 class. That's yeah, amazing. They, they flipped a kid 
from Arkansas who was also considering like Florida and was it Michigan, Auburn? I, I, I can't remember, but I mean, he had the like, FCS is something else, man. Hey, the camels, the Campbell camels. And we know Jackson state. We have two teams are above 12 different group of five. Yeah. Amazing. Are we camel fans now? Everyone oh, wants to be a camel. Yeah, finest you. university in the world. You come here and see the camel mascot. Who doesn't want to be a camel? <laughs> who uh, who doesn't want to go to Buse Creek? I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Buse What's Creek, the, North Carolina. North Carolina. I was. I thought it might have yeah. been South. Yeah. No. No. Uh, founded in 1887 by a 26 year old Baptist minister. I watched yes. some camel games in the uh, dog days of the the the, <laughs> think, the spring season. And didn't we bet did. one? Didn't yeah. we bet that? I, yeah, I believe I think so. That, oh, we did bet a we did bet a Campbell. I think game. we did. Bet and a I think Campbell I was game. on the right side of that one. Yeah, yeah you could have, of course. Uh, that whole Presbyterian thing failed. That, that my, yeah. my man never yeah. punt. He didn't go so well. Never punt. I'm also, not never turn, win. Na- that also prevented me from becoming Presbyterian. Camel, a lot like my gorilla <laughs> opinion. There should be more camel mascots too. That is a, a, oh, a glorious you. animal that can survive really in the desert on. Very little, like they're sturdy and, and underrated. Hey, yes, uh, one of the news of the weird stories we never got to was about the uh, the camel the camel beauty pageants that they mm-hmm. have in mm-hmm. in the Middle East. Where, you know, like they they, uh, they 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 apparently it's like you're prized for your your big lips and the size <laughs> of the hump and all that sort of thing. And they they wear jewelry. They have really very long cool. eyelashes too because of the sand. Long eyelashes. So, so yeah, yes, you could you could curl those thing. things up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very, a New York um, Times story on the camel <laughs> beauty pageants. All right. Well, let's, let's look this up. But I, I would be very close-minded of you to think all camels look alike. They would be. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Anyone who thinks there wouldn't be a camel beauty pageant. The camel's <laughs> like the New Orleans pelicans in the NFL, uh, NBA. I mean, um, like the pelican is a badass bird. Oh, yeah. Like that, that thing deserved to be a mascot. We have too <laughs> many tigers. and all, I mean, I, I'm all fine with a tiger, but too many of them. Yeah. Too many camel? tigers, too many wildcats. And you think a camel isn't tough? You go take it on. Yeah, go spend a, a year in the desert, live off yeah. of a drop of water. <laughs> there it is. Camels are tough, and they they can be fast. They can. They can move. All right, here's a story from the BBC on the camels. Uh, a Saudi camel beauty pageant uh, is cracking down on cosmetic enhancements. <laughs> More than 40 camels have been disqualified from a Saudi Arabian beauty pageant for receiving Botox injections and other camel, other cosmetic enhancements. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Shakes with so much money, they are spending it on Botox for camels. It is part of the King Abdulaziz camel festival the old saying you can't put lipstick on a pig but you can put botox on a camel you know how much prize money is at stake at this camel festival how much two a&m recruiting classes <laughs> 60, 60 million 66 million what? come on 66 million in prizes. This is the BBC. So it must be true. This isn't sliced bread. It's <laughs> more than like <laughs> the, the F1 race over there. <laughs> sliced bread said it was 90 million. No, I 66 million. Key attributes to winning include long, droopy lips, a big nose, and a shapely hump. That's this such is, a big purse. They should televise this thing. This is Man, getting absolutely. creepy. Shooting. I'm sure they do. Judges, u- judges used advanced 
technology to uncover tampering with the camels on a scale not seen before, according to the state-run Saudi press agency. What is the uh, advanced technology? What are they doing? All contestants were led into a hall where their external appearance and movements were examined by specialists. Their heads, necks, torsos were then scanned by X-ray with 3D ultrasound machines and samples were taken for genetic analysis and other tests. See, if the NCAA was serious about catching cheaters, they would do crap like this. This is some, You get caught cheating in Saudi Arabia. You don't know. That's true. This ain't going to be no probation or something. You could or, be beheaded. You never, it's possible. <laughs> 27 contestants in the cup uh, for the uh, certain kind of camel, I don't know, alone were disqualified for having stretched body parts and 16 were ejected for having received injections. Yeah, the organizer, to a bigger hump. Like the, or, the organizer of the pageant, the Camel Club, I mean, I thought I was <laughs> expecting a better name, were yeah. cited as saying they were, quote, keen to halt all acts of tampering and deception in the beautification of camels and promising to impose strict, quote, impose strict penalties on manipulators. <laughs> okay, they described how Botox was injected. Botox was injected into the camel's lips, noses, jaws, and other parts that had to relax muscles. Collagen fillers were used to make their lips and noses bigger, and hormones were given to boost muscle growth. Rubber bands were used on animals to make body parts bigger than normal by restricting the flow of blood. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? This is like Real Housewives of Abu Dhabi, except it's with camels. And we're arguing over whether somebody got paid who's allowed to get paid these saudis are like torturing the animals yeah, where's the human lot. rights or the, the animal rights group here to protest this yeah PETA gets mad about like you know uh, you know like the mcrib comes out and we get a we had a press release about that where oh wait there it is sorry jason barker senior vice president of the animal rights group PETA asia and I okay. P- being a PETA spokesman is bad in the United States, but eight, I mean, come on. Subjecting any animal to cosmetic procedure from ear cropping to declawing, dehorning, and filler injections is hitlessly cruel and shows humans who are such taxes to be extremely ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of agree with I that. I kind of agree with that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I do think we should continue to use real pig skin for the football. I'm not ready to go that far on you guys, but I'm, I'm on your side on this one. I'm willing yes, to. Do not. Do not cosmetically enhance the camels. I went the the Campbell University mascot is Gaylord the camel. I wondered, I mean, what does he or she look like? I mean, is that is she I has, hope natural. I hope the beauty is within. Enhanced? The beauty is within. I hope they have a real camel in North Carolina. That would be awesome. <laughs> Trot out like the Colorado Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, run him on the field. That'd be amazing. They're so fast. Oh yeah. I Unfortunately, see- I'm, I'm looking it up, and it appears to simply be a a really kind of unconvincing, you know, but stuffed animal point, sort of. Mascot. I'm on Gaylord's Twitter page. He did meet a real camel. There is he is next to a real camel. So really, at some okay. point they and there's a football stadium in the background. So they have had okay. a live camel in North Carolina for him. But Gaylord, does he have a hump? Okay, now I'm I'm now seeing a picture where there's kind of a little hump in the back. So. Yeah, a little, but not not much. No. They need to do better. I, I want if they're going to have a top eighty recruiting class, you need a better camel. You need a. The old school logo is amazing, though. It's he's like running. It's like a like the SCB Mustang. <laughs> uh, it's a damn good looking camel. Yeah, we need we need an upgrade on on the camel. I just don't like. Yeah, camel beauty pageant is. I guess it's like the dog show, kinda. Yeah, but they're not. They can't. Uh, they can't. There's not doping. 
problems in, in the Yukonuba Cup, I don't think. You sure? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. There's not a $66 oh, million dollar purse. If either. there's a contest, people are cheating. There's even a statue of Gaylord the Camel in front of the John W. Pope Jr. Convocation Center. Uh, and it is, it's very kinetic. Front yeah, he's, leg he's up going. in the air, other three on the ground. It's it's moving, you know, it's like that that Buffalo Bills uh when they went from the standing buffalo to the charging buffalo on the helmet. This it's is, a charging is, camel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the charging camel. I like it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's how they got the guy to flip from Arkansas to Campbell is, is by showing him the statue of the camel. For the first time, I'm regretting my decision not going to China. <laughs> I didn't know there'd be camel beauty talk. We, we, we're um, deep into the camels. We need. Yeah, all right. like, I mean, we'll this is going to be a long pod. I, I don't. It this is, is crazy. China sized pod. Um, all right, let's get to this one. This episode's most sent to us story, of course, uh, occurred uh, when people were sending the video. I think I actually found this and put it out there uh, of the all-out brawl at the Golden Corral buffet in Pennsylvania. <laughs> now. I, I'm a fan of the Golden Corral Buffet. <laughs> of course. Haven't been in a little while, but it's that's there's quality stuff at the Golden Corral Buffet. And I've been there, and I'm not going to lie. If someone takes, sometimes someone's got to get got for taking the last Salisbury steak. <laughs> <laughs> that apparently is what happened in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Does, this is from the New York Post. If you have not seen this video, uh, you can find it on my Twitter feed. They, this is not a fight. This is a Donnybrook. They are throwing <laughs> chairs, tables. Um, what are those high chairs that you put babies in? High chairs are getting hucked around. Um, <laughs> people are getting punched. Uh, this is from the New York Post, which is all over the story, of course. Of course. Dozens of ticked off diners got into an all out brawl uh, when the, after the eatery ran out of steak. Shocking footage from the Friday fracas. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a shout out to CBS three in Philly too. They actually sent a reporter to do a stand up in front of the Golden Corral. <laughs> they did a stand up in front of the corral. I love it. I love it. This guy's talking. He's got like a KN K ninety five mask. Like, dude, it's much. He's outside with a mask on doing the interview. Much more dangerous just to go inside the the Golden Corral. Uh, I'm glad he's being safe now, but it's you take your life in your own hand. So the workers at the restaurant tried to calm everyone down. Um, yeah, uh, there was a shortage. This uh, Loretta, Gavin Loretta, a guy, I'm sorry. Gavin Loretta told K- KYWTV in Philly, there was a shortage of steak. <laughs> and two parties were involved. And one family cut in front of the other family. They were taking their time and they ran out of steak and it got into a heated exchange at the tables. All right, so well, we, we, we'll, we'll pe- I'll people's court this for just the two of you, okay? Justice 40, you convict, if someone, if there's a shortage of steak at the Golden Corral buffet and someone cuts, do they deserve to get smacked upside the head with a, with a child's uh, chair? <laughs> 100%. Look, I mean, you're only going to Golden Corral for one reason, right? Is the steak. Now, eh, I, 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 I have many tangent, tangential thoughts on this. Uh one, I want to know this. Like, you're going to Golden Corral for cheap steak. Let's be honest. All right. So, how do you decide where the good steak? Like, how do you know this? Is where we need our meat judging teams. We need the Texas A&M meat judges and the Texas Tech meat judges and all that. Do you look at a cow and say that's a Golden Corral cow and that's a Ruth Chris cow and you know this one's going 
high end or what? How, how does that happen? And then uh, do you have to wait until you cut first open the off, cow? And first off, look, why are you assuming a cow was involved? <laughs> well, steak, you know, that's that's my first assumption. That That's where I'm starting. That's my baseline. There, there is a man point. in the video saying all I wanted was some steak. And then so, yeah, but chunk to chair. Golden Corral, is that like in, you ever go to their menu? It might be in like <laughs> quotation marks. Look, the steak is the steak. You want your steak. Some guy cut. You can't cut at the Golden Corral line. No, you can't. There has to line. be some kind of, there has to be some kind of like social contract between the, the Golden Corral <laughs> patrons. Yeah. The line must be respected. That's right. Maybe like if it's like late in your meal, you know, you want to jump in and grab like one of the little jello cups or something. That's fine. <laughs> jello cup. Probably a lot but of jello. At, you at can't jump Corral. on the entree area and cut the line. It just, it can't happen. We, we don't have a society. society. Yeah, we don't have one. There are, there are rules. There are social compacts. I, I think whoever started it, I think I, I'm, I'm on the side of the, the brawl. This isn't the Wild yeah, West, no. even if it's named Golden Corral. Like this. It is kind of the yeah. Wild and West. So, well, and I mean, but that's the thing. If you go Wild West by cutting in line, then yes, you get Wild Wested upside the head yep. with the you children's get, chair. You get Western Frontier Justice. justice. Yep. Frontier yeah, Justice right there. Frontier Justice in the line there. The thing that breaks my heart about this, though, too, is is like we almost lost our buffets to the pandemic, uh -huh. right? They yeah, were all shut true. down for a long time. We finally get our buffets back. You can't then just go flouting the rules and conventions of buffet eating. You cannot be cutting in line and lose them again. stealing their steak. Uh -huh. Yeah, we're going to lose them again. We can't have lawlessness at the Golden Corral. Got to Absolutely. Got to lock it up. All right. That's uh, that's our pod. I don't <laughs> I don't know where to go after that. Talked about camels. And I, if anybody has any meat judging insight on how a cow gets, you know, assigned to Golden Corral versus somewhere else, I'd like. We to. need to start just making a list of the unbelievable phrases that get said on this podcast that you <laughs> never thought, like sliced bread, like camel injections, like I mean, just. I, Meet the English teams. language gets yeah. pushed to the boundaries here. We say <laughs> phrases that have never, ever been uttered before. I never know where this podcast is going. We have a little rundown that Sully puts out, and then it just, yeah, it gets I don't know what happens. Hell. I have yeah. no idea what happens. Yeah. yeah. No. So eventually, yeah, we end up on Botox injections for cancer. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. We'll try to keep it under an hour, but we'll see what happens on Monday. Uh, we'll still, be back. Everyone will still be bitterly disappointed at your lack of Chinese I isolation. Know. Sorry. But. Sorry. Living free here in the United States of America. God bless America. Gold medal for me. No regrets. We didn't even get to Kevin Steele jumping ship again. Oh, like, yeah. Okay, we, there's so much, we'll so much meat next on the pod. bone. Big episode next, next week. Big episode. Yeah. Please share us on social media. Tell your friends about us. Keep listening. Subscribe. Leave us a nice review. All that. Come on. It's the middle of, middle of February. We're working here for you. <laughs> We're doing our best. We're sliced bread. Talk to you later. <laughs>